Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 61 of the Deception Tips Podcast. We've been through a few episodes that were really recapping of a lot of previous episodes. We're starting a big project of tying everything together. We're inventing clusters and patterns of behaviors. We're not really inventing them. We're putting them together so that you can better recognize and see these individual signs of deception. We're also relating all of these signs to previous signs so that you can start to form a bigger understanding. You're getting a complete picture. You're putting that puzzle together. You're seeing every last piece and how they fit together. Perfect. So here we go. Last time, we spoke of a sign of deception that was related to the one before and related to a whole bunch of them prior to that. We talked about how confident people tend to dominate the space they occupy. This is something that is kind of common sense, but most people haven't really stopped to think about it, as is most common sense stuff. So when people are confident in what they believe, in what they're saying, in what they're doing, they are taking control of the space in which they are presiding. So they are using their hands, they're using gestures, they're occupying their entire personal bubble. They may even be walking around the stage or walking around their area, shuffling back and forth, leaning in and out. They're kind of hustling, they're moving, they're jiving, they're bobbing and weaving. They're pouring out their passion for whatever it is they're talking about. Their whole body is involved in what they are saying. They are fully committed to whatever it is that they are saying. It's important to them. It means a lot, and they want to share it with you. You'll notice sometimes when I really start getting into the deception tips or whatever I'm saying, my voice will get faster. It'll rise. It'll feel a little bit more intense, almost like something's coming up. That's because you're hearing my passion for this topic. You're hearing it. You're understanding it. You are beginning to feel it. It's it's taking control of your body almost. It's like a flow or a flood. When I speak and it just kind of pushes through and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, man, this guy's intense or it's too much or whatever you may feel. But sometimes when you see other people and interact with other people and they are like really pushing it on you, you may feel like they're shoving it down your throat because they're so intense. They're so passionate about it. They haven't learned to tone it down to make it presentable so that other people will hear and listen to what they're saying. So that's the key. So if you are one of those people who are very intense and you really have a lot of passion about whatever you're saying and you're so excited all the time about whatever it is you're talking about, then maybe you need to tone it down a little bit so that other people will listen to you and hear what you're saying. But anyway, that's what we spoke about. Confident people dominate the space in which they occupy. Opposite of that, Liars tend to reduce their space, conceal, because they want to hide. They're hiding the truth, so they're also going to hide their body because they don't want other people to see what's going on unconsciously. They don't want those signs of leakage to be witnessed by anyone who knows what they mean. Now, in reality, a lot of people don't know what they mean. However, this podcast 
the Deception Tips book, the Deception Tips revised and expanded book, the A Guide to Deception book, the Deception Tips videos, the Deception Tip blog, and the Deception Tips website all hope to change that. I want a lot of people to know how to read others and detect deception so that they will never be taken advantage of by lies again. So anyway, here we go. We've got a good tip coming up today. It's one that's related to an old tip. We had that before. This one is a tactic that targets can use, so the person interrogating the liar, they can use this to help figure out the truth by suggesting things or guessing things and reading the body language of the liar or the person withholding information. And they can do this in order to get that information from the liar without letting the liar speak. They'll be guessing the answers and reading the body language and finding the correct answer to whatever it is. Here we go. Deception tip number 61. Liars will often hold their breath as the target guesses the possible answers. Then exhale the instant the target guesses correctly. Here it is again. Deception tip number 61. Liars will often hold their breath as the target guesses the possible answers. Then exhale the instant the target guesses correctly. Alright, so what does this look like? Well, it's really very simple. Sometimes it may even be hard to see. It's not like the liar is going to be holding their breath like in the cartoons with their big cheeks puffed out like a pufferfish or a blowfish. You know, holding them, pursing their lips, that kind of a thing. This may be a silent breath hold, almost like when someone's playing poker and they're making a bluff. And when they bluff, they're seeing whether or not someone's going to pass or call or fold or whatever. And they may kind of hold their breath for that little instant. And then as soon as the person says, I fold, boom, they exhale of release like it's an exhale of relief. So... That's how it looks. It may be very, very difficult to see. However, if you're watching them, you will most likely see them kind of freeze. And with the freezing, they'll be holding their breath. So watch their chest, watch their diaphragm, watch their throat, because that's where you're going to see these signs of breathing. Their shoulders may also be a good one, because sometimes when people breathe, their shoulders move up and down a little bit with their breathing. So pay attention to their normal behavior first. Remember, it is very, very important that you establish a baseline behavior before you start detecting any signs of deception. You need to know exactly how that person behaves when they're normal before you can start to see how they behave when they're stressed. The lie detectors do this with the lie detecting machines. They have the control questions. Were you born on here? Do you work here? Is your hair this? Are you wearing a what shirt? Those questions are control questions to develop the baseline behavior so that they can determine how someone responds when they're stressed compared to when they're normal. Now, chances are if you're speaking to someone directly, they're probably stressed anyway, but get an idea of this before you start testing it out so you can see the change in their breathing. It's also related to another sign. I mentioned it. A little bit ago, probably about 30 seconds ago with the freezing. So I'm going to tell you a lot more about that, how it relates to that sign. We had this tip quite a while ago. Hopefully you remember it. If not, pay attention to the break, but use the time to, of the break to 
Try to jog your memory and see if you can remember what tip it was. The answer will be coming up right after this. How would you like to really know what every body is saying? Understanding body language can help you in your career, your relationships, and in everyday interactions. Get Spencer Kaufman's A Guide to Deception online today. Welcome back to Deception Tip episode number 61. We are talking about a behavior that the target or the person being lied to, the person doing the interrogating, can do in order to find out the truth without the liar even talking, without them speaking. They're going to find the truth by only reading their body language. And this is guessing answers. They will guess the proper answers or the potential answers. And when they find the right one, the liar may hold their breath for a split second and then release it afterward as a relief, kind of like, ah, now I don't have to lie about it. So we mentioned right before the break that it is related to another sign, another deception tip that we had, and we had it 40 episodes ago. So this is kind of convenient if you remember. Last week we had a deception tip reminder that happened 20 times ago with the dominate space and the take up space. That was episode 40, episode 60. So now here we are. It's episode 61. The one that happened before was episode 21. And it was about suggesting answers. So this one is guessing answers. That one was suggesting answers. Now, this was when a target suggests the correct answer. A liar's face will freeze for a split second, just like a deer in the headlights. And their eyes will be like open in surprise. Their jaw may drop a little bit in an O shape, kind of like, oh my goodness. And they will be kind of dumbfounded that the target knew exactly what the correct answer was without even them telling it or without speaking to them about it. So they're very, very similar. Episode 61 today adds the fact that, hey, in addition to that, you may see them hold their breath. Or you may not even see that other stuff. You may only see them hold their breath. So you need to pay attention to both of these. 21, 61, suggesting answers, guessing answers. They go hand in hand. So if you don't remember episode 21, then I highly encourage you go back you listen to the podcast. It's only 15 minutes, guys. Listen to it. You can listen to it on double speed if you want. Cut it down to seven and a half minutes. No problem. Double speed. Listen to it. Then check out the Deception Tips video on it because there you will get even more information. It's only five minutes. You got the time. You can even do it in the car while you listen to it. Okay, just get that information. Episode 21 because it's hand in hand with this one. Anytime a target can suggest or guess the potential outcomes of the situation, the potential answers. Now, we're not talking big, long answers. Most likely, this is going to be like a list of names or of locations. Where did you hide my keys? Let's see. Is it, are they in the microwave? And then you're going to watch the person. Okay, maybe they're in the plants. Maybe they're in here. Maybe they're here. You Obviously, you're not going to go through every single hiding place in the house. You need to have a pretty good narrowed down list. Maybe they tell you, all right, it's in one of these 20 locations or one of these 10 locations. Then you can kind of look at them and be like, well, I kind of know this person. I've studied their behavior. Typically, when you're in this situation, whether it's in real life, as in common situation with 
people you know, household, you're going to know the person. Or if it's in like a police interrogation type or criminal situation, chances are the law enforcement, they've already studied the behavior of whomever they are interrogating. So they know a little bit about them. So they can take a look at this list and be like, well, this one's too far from home. We know his profile. This one is not like his personality to go here. So they can take that list of maybe 20, narrow it down. You can get a 10 item list or so. And then somebody who can read body language can just go right in there. Maybe even they would have someone else ask these questions or guess these answers. Well, the person who can read people will sit and watch them only. Watch the interrogatee only, the person under suspicion, the person who's being questioned. They'll watch their body language as someone else, maybe a prompter or an aide, reads off, is it at such and such place? Is it here? Is it at this location? Is it at this location? They'll watch the person and they will see if they freeze, if their mouth drops open, if their eyes widen in surprise, if they hold their breath and go on like that. Now, it's not a rapid fire technique. It's not, all right, is it at Main Street? Is it at Broadway? Is it at here? No, it's slower because you need to give them a little bit of time to transition and you need to make it seem like they are giving educated guesses, not just going at random down a list. So they'd say, well, I know where you hit it. You hit it at this location. It's at the basement of this warehouse. And then, okay, nothing. Okay, no, I know exactly where it is. I know you. That would, would be a decoy you would use. Now, this is where you probably really hit it. It's in the basement of your grandmother's house. I know that's where it is. And then they see, nope, okay. Now, I'm just messing with you. And they just go on and down the row and hit them all and watch as the person gives those signs of deception leakage. Now, one thing that's important is we talked about this long ago. This was episode number 19. If you remember, it's contempt when you are guessing these answers. If you are way off or if you're guessing incorrect answers, you may very well see contempt come across the person's face or even a little bit of like a smile or happiness, kind of a duping delight. We talked about that a couple times before. They're going to be happy you're on the wrong track. Then when you get to the right place, you may also see anger because they're mad that you have discovered where they have hidden it. So pay attention to those because if you see a little bit of the contempt, that duping delight, or a little bit of the anger in it, then maybe you have found the incorrect and the correct answers. So pay attention to these because they can help you. They do work. It is real science. It's not fake. Listen to the rest of these episodes and everything else. Combine all of your knowledge so that you can be a lie-detecting machine. I want to thank you for listening to the Deception Tips podcast. I hope that you'll share it with your friends, subscribe to the feed, check out the Deception Tips videos, the Deception Tips blog, and take a look at the books I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.